everyone. It's John here. I'm just doing the final mix down of tonight's episode and I just noticed something fucking hilarious. Cam's so out of it at the moment that he, for some stupid reason, called uh, Gary Bettman, Donald Bettman, the whole episode. And I obviously was too kind to correct him. So I'm going to tell you guys now ahead of the episode so you can loll about it with me. So here it is, Hugh Cam. You've nailed it again. Enjoy the episode tonight, guys. Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be half of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes are out. Good vibes are out. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden Spudby. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. Here it is. Holy Puck, episode eight. Hi, Cam. I'm John. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Are you talking into your microphone? I am talking into my microphone now. I'm really under the weather. Yeah, you sound like shit. Yeah, I feel horrible, actually. But you know what would make me feel better? Talking about hockey. Talking about hockey. Yeah, well. Hang on, I'm going to move the mic so I can, like, lie on the floor. And oh, lie. yeah, in the fetal position. And while, I'm, rock. while I'm slowly dying. Rock yourself back and forth. I can still talk, yeah. Yeah. You just got back from Japan. How was that? It was fucking sick. I injured my wrist while I was there. So, yeah, I fell over into, like, and hit a rock. Fucking bullshit. When John says he fell over and hit a rock and he's talking about extreme sports injuries, he was actually trying to give himself a reach around in the shower and... Slipped and <laughs> fell. Bang. No, no, actually, I tried that and our shower was way too small because Japanese showers are tiny. But really, really, I was just... I fell in a, like a shitload of power. It was pretty good. It was great. I'd go again for sure. We'll go again. Wow. Yeah, it's I'm, great. I'm what happy. I'm happy was, for you. your holiday break. Didn't have a break. Just feeling a little ill. Ugh. That's cool, though. Ugh, I'd feel ill if I was wearing a socks hat, too. Yeah. Do you know what I did, though, right? We got really organized while you were away, and we've kind of, like, rejigged the schedule for the show. I know. I was flicking through today. It looks pretty good. Flows a little better. And I'm having a great time with we've, it. We've actually given all our segments proper names now. So As opposed to just the random shit that we so, came up with on the night. Yeah, so saying... On the first night. So saying things like, oh, outlandish statements has a name. It does. And it's great. big discussion points are still also, big discussion points, but... They have a name, which is incredible. Mm. So you know what we'll jump into, though? We'll jump into the first of our properly named new things, which is called The Burning Issues. Yay! All right, so let's talk about John Scott. Pretty clever, though, right? The Burning Issues. Yeah. Because we used to call them hot takes. Now it's The Burning burning Issues. So I want to talk about John Scott because this whole thing's been fucking uh, an absolute atrocity since it, since since Jump Street. Let's be honest. Can I cut you off there though? Of course you can. Because this is such a big picture, like political issue in the hockey landscape. We're not going to talk about it in the burning issues. We're going to save it for later in the show. We're going to give it heaps. Of I feel weight. like the NHL's totally blown it. I'm really upset. That's why I want to talk about it right now. Look, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to talk about it very quickly, but Let's later on, later. we're going to we're going to dissect and diss the shit. We've got more out time. We've got more time. Everything. So the John Scott thing is one of our huge issues. So poor John. I, I feel I feel bad for John Scott, and it's more more. Do, more do you feel more bad for him because you've got the same name? Yeah. Do you think that's created some it kind definitely, of universal you know universal bond between you? Yeah, that and he plays for a rubbish team, and I don't play. Also contributes, I think. 
Yeah. So you're rubbish at a lot of other things, though. So you probably got that in common too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Marty Marty Brodu was in the in the news again this week, which was pretty interesting. I kind of back what he's saying though. He was saying he's sick of hearing about goalies needing a rest. Yeah. And he firmly believes that all star level netminders should play all eighty two yeah, games. They can play and should be Ooh. playing. Well, he said they can and should be playing every single game. Which it kind of makes sense because. Patrice Bergeron's expected to play 82 games a year. That's right. Ovi's expected to play 82 sure games is. a year. Why should Braden Spudby and Tukaras get every third night off? That's right. Why Why do they need a backup? Should I didn't get every Wednesday off work. I go to work every that's day. Right. I, that's, that's right. Well, that's kind of what he was saying. Like, hockey is a blue-collar game, thus you should represent every time you you, sh- you need to play every game. You should show up. You should, should be an Iron Man. You, you should expect to play. Like, I mean, John Carlson just did 400-odd games consecutively and then was out for 12 of them so uh, so immediately afterwards but i mean it's just lazy it is but the point is there are some hockey players in particular d-men who play consistently who spend more time on the ice too by the way Mm -hmm. so i think he's got a point there martin or sorry martin 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 Martin. you know that's actually a good point yeah we back it good point well done (laughs) that's hard here's one for you speaking of goalies Braden spudby your yes, mate. I shouldn't say Spubby. That's not cool. He's actually unreal now. He's actually killing but it. But yeah. Braden Hoppy, he fell one point short of breaking the consecutive points record for a goalie. He did. And he did it on a night when the Sabres gave absolutely your boys an absolute it. pasting. We got absolutely fucking smashed. It was Imagine terrible. almost breaking a long-standing record and losing the record to, to the, the Sabres. Sabres. Yeah, it was real tough. I felt really bad that day. The whole game was real rubbish, actually. I saw a picture of a kid in a Sabres t-shirt who looked really sad, and the caption said, single forever, because I'm a Sabres fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually have a really good friend who's a Sabres fan. One of no, my you best don't. Friends. No one does. Craig, the Vike. Sabres fan. Seriously, there are no Sabres fans anywhere. Find Actu- me a Sabres fan. Actual Sabres fan. It's weird. Yeah. Super weird. Has a Dominic Hassig jersey still. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so the Kings finally got around to signing Kopitar. So. Oh, eight years, 80 mil. That's I love the, how they just the left it money. to like, oh, we'll wait till what, 44 games in the season. Oh, here, by the way, man, have a pay rise. Well, here's the <laughs> thing, right? So eight years, 80 mil, that's the same as the Taves deal, the 10 mil a year. Yeah, right? it's OV money. Huge Kopitar fans. It There's is. no doubt the bloke deserves it. He's got two cups on his resume, which helps. But uh, the Kings have Dustin Brown, Marion Gabarik on the books with huge Similar money. Cash. Yeah. Very little contribution. So, this is the kind of deal that if they're stuck with those dudes and they can't move them on, this is the kind of shit that cripples a team. Well, this is a penguin sitch almost. You know what I will say, though? Everyone said the same thing about the Blackhawks. Those deals are going to cripple them. And they're like, that's cool. We'll we've, got, yeah. we've got 11 kids in our farm system you've never heard of who are all mad. And then Maybe the Kings have heaps of young dudes we just don't know about yet. And they're just going to flip dudes that they don't need. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they're going to be killing it again. Who knows? Probably. Who knows? I'm going to say probably not. But still, um, I think it's cool that I got around to signing him. Um, I'm, I'm stoked that I didn't let it drag out like the crazy Stamkos. Yeah. Like drawn out. Are they going to sign him? Is he just going to flip? Well, do you know um, what else I heard though too? The Kings are ultra keen to re-sign Luch. They don't view him as a rental. They don't want him to go to the Canucks. I like that. So if they're going to re-sign Luch and they've just paid Kopitar all that cash and Luch wants eight million euros, how are they well, going to fit in the cap? Well, they're going to be moving some dudes. They're going to have to. Maybe Dusty's on the move. Dusty's got to be on the move. Gabrick's got to be on the move. Well, I feel like they've been viewing Gabrick as a rental for a while. What about Jeff Carter? Hmm. Maybe he's due for another trade. 
Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Well, really, who cares that much anyway? So Mike Ridgett's finally got a Guernsey for the Caps. Do you like how I put that straight after the Kings news too? Because it yeah, came I know. into a cam. It was pretty clever. Yeah, it was pretty clever. So I love your question here. So he didn't... How much does it? How much does Oxy cost in DC? Not that much. Well, no, what I put was <laughs> he made his debut for the Caps and he didn't get arrested for trying to import drugs into the area. So good on you, Mike. You've learned from your mistakes. Yeah, he just drove to Baltimore and got a bunch of weed or something. Do you know he almost scored a goal? Yeah, almost. As well? Yeah, Incredible. he almost scored twice today. Maybe doing heaps cool. of Oxy, getting kicked out of the league and having a year off is exactly what he needed. Well, he only... I, I read recently that the only reason why he actually got signed was Justin Williams. Justin Williams is like, he's a legend, sign him up. Who cares about the drug thing? Get over it. Really? Yeah, Justin actually stick his, stuck his head out. So that's cool, man. Fuck yeah. So Justin Williams is already a legend who's playing for the Caps because his son said, go and play with Ovi. Mr. Game 7. Pretty sick. And he's having a ripper year too. So oh, that's cr- that, You know what? Fantastic. We like Justin Williams, man. Ah. Told you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, I've been preaching this one for a while now. The Rangers have finally gone public with their desire to move on Keith Yandel, who hasn't quite yes. fit in on Broadway. Apparently, a forward's on their wish list, and fingers crossed it's a rental-type deal so he can come home to Boston. You know, who doesn't fit um, on the Blue Shirts lineup right now? All of their defense. Well, what? yeah. What? Is that because they fucking suck? Hey, also, <laughs> side note, though, when Yandel was first traded from Arizona to New York, John and I made the statement that he should be known as Keith Jandals or Keith Sandals. Keith given, Sandals. Given his Love casual it. attire at his press conference. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck There's off. something wrong with you. Yeah. That's right. So, Keith Sandals, um, he's definitely going. There's no way about this. So ha- he's Keith- always been viewed as a rental, though. So we see these players that they get past their rental period and then all of a sudden they're still on the lineup. They're always the first one to come up as, well, do we still need them? Well, no. So that's the thing, right? If Keith Sandals is casual Keith Yandel. Casual? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keith Jandals is Jesus Keith Yandel. Because Jesus wore Jandals. Wow. Is Keith, is Keith Yandel Jesus? He could be. Wow. Well, he's currently rocking a mustache, isn't he? A mad handlebar mustache. So... Did Jesus have a handlebar mustache? <laughs> he does in my books. Did Jesus play for the Rangers? No. The Yotes? No. <laughs> Did he play for any hockey team? Probably in heaven, I'm sure. He'd be, uh, uh. He'd, he'd, I'm sure he'd be huge into like pickup games. Anyway, so the Ducks traded Carl Haglin, who they picked up from the Rangers last year, mm-hmm. for the pe- to the Pens for Clandenning and Perron, which was an interesting move. Colour me not interested in this trade. Like, not at all. Who cares? <laughs> Move on. Patrick Kane is officially leading the, the uh, scorer's race this year. And 30 he's goals going today. To, he, uh, today, that was how much he scored last year, wasn't it? He scored 30 goals in half a season. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's got Ovi's record. Um, he's got the rocket for sure. He's I don't know. That's it's, super upsetting because he's a little shit. So yeah. come on, Jamie Ben. <laughs> come on, Tyler Sagan. Come on, Vladimir Tarasenko. Come on, Ovi. Come so, on, anyone. <laughs> someone not yeah. named Patrick Kane. Go and score a bunch more goals, please. Zajac, or score some goals, son. Someone knock Patrick Kane out of the game for a bit. Just give him a concussion for 20, yeah. 30 games. What up? All right, so Dallas. Mm. Why are they shit at the moment? I don't know. I've got an idea, though. They're all offense all the time system. Maybe it is starting to fail. Remember on last week's show, Josh, our buddy from Boston, was That's like, right. I'm surprised that kind of system works at all. I'm, I've am i been surprised it's been working for so long. So obviously it's not anymore and they're forced to play D and it turns out they're not great at it. teams know how to play them now? And they're yeah. like, guess what? Tyler Sagan can score. But he can't do anything else. On and off else. the ice, <laughs> but he can't defend. <laughs> nice. 
That was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? It's pretty good. Pretty good. But you got to snap out of it, boys, because I'd love to see Dallas have a crack at the Let's cup. Let's talk about a cold snap. Let's talk about the Habs. Oh, you know they've lost 16 in their last 20 games or something? Colour me not interested. They aren't even clinging to a wild card slot at the moment. No, nah, they're get, blowing it. Get around this way. And as much as I now love PK Saban, because he's a legend. Absolute legend. Human, he's a jumbo legend. Is this the universe's way of fucking them for their role in the John Scott fiasco? Yes. Because I believe in karma. Well, didn't you guys fist fuck them today? Yeah, for one. <laughs> yeah. See, I, don't belie- I don't believe in a lot of things. I believe in magic and I believe in karma. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon the Habs... I believe in John Scott. Yeah. Well, I reckon, you know what? The hockey gods are like, you know what? John Scott's a good dude. He is a good dude. And he didn't deserve to be treated that way. Therefore, we're going to fuck you. We're going to fuck your season up. Yeah. No, nah, I I hope... I Honestly, I hope just to Aisha that that is the thing. Mm. For real. I really hope that they've just gone, oh, fuck you. It's going to be so shit for the rest of the season. Sorry, PK Saban. Mm. Sorry, all dudes who are actually sick. Like, Dale Weiss is actually a cool dude. Mm. So, you know... I feel bad for him, but whatever. Who cares? Tell you what is also slightly frustrating. Blackhawks being second in the league. Yeah. What? Super frustrating. They've once again become one of the best teams in the league. They've Out of re- nowhere. They've retooled. They've plugged dudes into roles, even after losing key assets. And I think we now just have to accept that Bowman and Coach Q are actually geniuses. I feel like, yeah, they just have to know exactly what they're doing. And They're going to dominate for years to come. That's just every, how it is. Every time like, a, a key player leaves and they're like, oh, the Blackhawks are fucked now. Like, they're like, nah. oh, no. Have you met this, like, this kid we found... Swimming like, in a lake in Alaska, his name's like, you know... Who cares? You know, like... Something insane. Bobby Ferruccio, and it turns out he's actually mad. <laughs> yeah, You've never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, bullshit. I know, it's retarded. That's the thing about that stupid Blackhawks team, is they always win. It's so frustrating. Mm. There's just... You know what it is? It has to be just that culture of winning, that they're so used to it, that that's just how it is. My buddy Adam just got back from Chicago, right? And he's like a lifelong Bulls fan and got into hockey mm. a few years ago. And he went to a Bulls game and he goes, it was okay. The vibe was okay. Well, they went to a Blackhawks game and said, oh my God, I've never experienced Bedlam like that in my life. And then just walking around the streets of Chicago, dead set, two out of every three people in a Blackhawks jersey. Like 83-year-old women, seven-year-old kids, all Blackhawks jerseys. The well, city the does thing. not give a fuck about the Bulls, the Bears, anyone. They only give a fuck about... All Blackhawks all the yeah. time. Well, they've the Blackhawks have had a quite a large market share in that city for a while anyway. But they stunk it up for ages in the 90s and dudes didn't want to buy of it. Yeah, but look who was killing it in the 90s. The Bulls. Me. <laughs> killed it in the 90s. Dickhead. So many different starter t-shirts. Yes. Confused Cam. Killed Confused it. Cam. Ugh. Hey, Coach Q, though, congratulations, because he's a recent win, number 783, has moved him outright second place in total coaching wins. He's actually a legend, so well done, he sir. Is. Good on you. And great beard. I saw him smile the other day. I did, too. It was crazy. It was like seeing a unicorn. Yeah, the world stopped for a few seconds. Hey, um, how's since the Ryan Johansson, Seth Jones trade, have you been monitoring how that's panning out for both parties? Yeah, Seth Jones had a great game today. There, he had like three points. Yeah, look, they've both both dudes have played quite well individually, right? But from a team but point of view, the Preds have dropped four, four or five. Yeah, they're not and having the BJs a great time. have dropped three or five. Yeah, I think the Preds well, were like, you know what, we're right, Joe. We're we're set. Yeah, we're nah. gonna win a cup. Nah, guess what? Nah, hasn't worked. Nope. Nah. Well, I mean, nope. the BJs got absolutely fist fucked by the Caps today, six three, which was. Painful to watch. Did Kuznetsov get four, four points? Do you know yeah. what's really good about that? You've got him. Yeah. 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 It's brutal. Uh. It's seriously though. Um, it was a boring game. Like the first few minutes of the third period, 
legitimately was just the Caps standing with the puck in their like in their own zone, just, just like going, working out what kind of play they were going to roll out. Well, the they just they legitimately for the first three minutes just stood there. It was just Matt Niskanen seriously standing in front of Holtby, just holding the puck because the BJs didn't want to go anywhere near them because it'd end up in a goal. Jesus, <laughs> like Christ. it was just terrifying. And I only listened to the radio as well. It was that boring of a game. I stopped wow. watching it and flipped over to my man John Walton. Because I was like, he's going to make this game sound more interesting. <laughs> I sorted out a little bit of the Bees Habs game today. That was a good time. Yeah. Do you know who scored the opening goal? Max Talbot. Yeah, no, I, I heard it. I heard the replay on what I was listening. I'm like, wow, sick. that's sick. I like listening to the radio sometimes. I think it's good. I'm all about the audio, eh? Yeah, it's good. Because, like, you know, I'm, I just like closing my eyes and picturing the game for myself. Fuckhead. You know, like. Also, sometimes you can't. Like stream the video at work. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> don't don't you ever just want to listen to the audio and close your eyes and you're like, look, I can see the rink like normal, but instead of being surrounded by eighteen thousand fans, it. maybe it's surrounded by a paddock full of unicorns. Or maybe <laughs> maybe the audio is there in your head just for you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Also, I like the the soothing, docile tones of John Walton, mm. who just like screams, you know, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh. You've just been smashed by the Caps. What up? Sick. He's an absolute hey, legend. He's just, the, literally the whole game, he was just like, well, we know how this is going to play out. Yeah, there's another goal. Mad. Love it. <laughs> hey, do you know what I heard today, right? Because you know how the Habs are all about the blame game? Mm-hmm. I heard that because they're currently stinking up the joint with Carey Price out, that they're looking at playing the blame game with their coach, Coach Serian, who yes. I fucking hate. Um, so good. Now, like, I actually I, read an article the other day that they were trying to blame Condon for some of their issues. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I know. This seriously, so, the, Mon- the Montreal press is just retarded sometimes. Yeah. So look, it's pretty brutal that an organization is going to go so hard on their coach when they're actually missing the best, like probably the, the best, best goalie, goalie in the yeah. world, right? But in saying that, plenty of coaches deal with big outs and they make it work. So whatever. Um, perhaps it actually shows that he's not that great, and maybe he's only a fantastic coach when he's riding Carey Price's coattails. Want to know why? When the Pens sacked him in 2009, they went on to win the cup under Dan Bilesma. They did. So maybe the Habs should keep him employed so they keep sucking. Yeah, because then they can swap him out for a decent coach and then win a cup. Ooh, I've got an idea for a new segment. We should call it Jab the Hab, where Ooh. we get stuck into a Habs player every week. You know what? I Jabs for the Habs or Jab the Hab? Jab the Hab. Love it. Write it down. Let's do it. Well, I don't need to write it down because I said it and we're recording it, which means we've now got an audio reference. Even easier. Guess what? Trademark, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Now it's time for the good news. Oh, the good good news. news. Should I start this off? You should. This is... Okay. Let me preface this by saying this isn't what we would call good news. It's more like it's bad news with a good news kicker. Yeah. Towards the end. But you've got to get through, like, you've got to get through the bad stuff first. Well, it's, calling it's the segment a tragic series of events that generated some slightly good news doesn't really roll off the tongue. No, no. But, I mean, this this particular story mm. fucking sucks, but there, is a, we're nice, talking about. there is a nice outcome at the end of it, though, which is... Yeah. Well, so, not a great... but Getting there. Well, ma- maybe there's going to be a good outcome. Like, yeah. You know? So, look, for those that paid attention to the W... Not the W, the NWHL curtain raiser leading into the Winter Classic... Uh, Boston Pride skater Denna Lang was injured during the course of the game. Since our last show, the news has broken that Denna actually suffered a serious spinal injury mm. and she's got limited movement in her arms and she's lost all movement in her legs, which is obviously horrible. Uh, you wouldn't wish this type of thing on anyone, let alone someone who is essentially going to work, living their dream. Um, I don't know if you follow any of those 
guys and gals on the gram, you've probably never seen a collection of players with the biggest set of smiles in Dude, their life. It was amazing. I'm too old for Instagram, soz. You're a fucking idiot. You're <clears> not <throat> even 30. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even 30 and you don't utilize the most popular social media platform, you dickhead. No. Anyway, I, I use Twitter, though. Anyways. I'm huge on that. I just tweet at John Walton. and Poorly, uh, but might I add. Seriously. And, and, and Michael Ladder. Oh all damn day. Anyway, so where does the good news come in? Um. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, if, so if, even though Dennis essentially <laughs> so in the now midst of this really horrible story. fight, yeah, Let's she's she's in the midst of this horrible fight. She strikes me as this incredibly optimistic, overwhelmingly yes. positive and individual. I, the photos I've seen of her since her incident, smiling. Every single one of them, she's just looks super stoked. She doesn't seem but capable of letting this shit get her down, which that's is true. Amazing. That's really nice. But all the times that she's been probably photographed recently, she's been getting good news mm. of late, which is nice. Which is considering that she's just been given probably the worst fucking card ever. We'll get around some of this good news, right? And so her friends and her family and her teammates have rallied around her. They started websites, there's donation portals and all that jazz. The Beast just gave her 200 grand cash. And then Bergy came in with his private VIP box. Bergy's auctioned off his box. Right. That's good. Um, Giving all of the proceeds. No, I like that. That's and the, cool. The Bees and the Habs also auctioned yeah. off all their Winter Classic yeah, jerseys signed cool. after today's game. That's good right. move. I will say this, very classy Montreal. Thanks for getting involved. Yeah, good on them. Um, anyway, if you're interested in learning more about dinner in a situation or you'd Go like to, to donate, website. head to our website. Um, we will put it on our socials if you don't know we what will. it is already. We will. Um, I believe the Boston Pride have a bunch of merch available as well. And They've if got you buy special it, merch. It's going to result yeah. in a donation. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy a Boston Pride shirt and beanie. That's sick. Donate the money. You're sick. You know what? Let's do an order. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Um, on a sour note, um, it's a shame that such a high-profile injury has occurred on what's been arguably the biggest female hockey presence in North America thus far. Uh, but it's good that they're getting traction, though, and people give a shit. That's what I'll say. That, oh, I think it's sick. Totally. My, my issue with it is, though, there's already this archaic element of dudes out there that believe females have no business playing sport in general, let alone this kind of sport, which is dog shit i've seen their games and i think they're fucking sick they're super entertaining fast totally oh my god the, the point great. here is that this type of incident is going to give these yuppies fuel for their fire girls shouldn't play hockey see what but, happens yeah, yeah. This, this is obviously a tragedy uh Dana Elf has said there's no reason to call for the total withdrawal of women playing this game yeah she said it's a freak accident i still love the game and that's how it is don't be silly that it is yeah. it is what it is so it's just a freak incident just yeah. need to get over it and i hope if, that if, if you're a bitter old dude troll yeah out there on the internet going chick shouldn't play contact sports or sport at all yeah fuck I th- off I really I've, I've really backed the whole um, NWHL thing Love from it. the start and I think it's I think it's just one of those things that just should have happened years ago yeah. like why haven't they like why haven't women been able to have a national representative competition and mm. like I remember watching it with my wife at the when we were watching the Winter Olympics and she's like oh so where the women play I'm like oh here and she's like well that's pretty fucking shit I'm like yeah it's so bad that we're like this far behind in 2015. Like it's terrifying. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's not cool. But now we've got something. So good on them. Yeah. So that was, that was some good news. Started bad and got good. Yes. But you know what else we've got now? We've got another freshly titled segment. Ah, baseless bullshit banter. Do you Kasha called disturbance of the mental with her bipolar uncle. Uh, bipolar. You guys like this? Because look, BBB just sounds better, right? What would you rather? Baseless bullshit banter or the outlandish statement? Hey, how many... We made the right decision. BBB is sick. I feel like we've killed it. But but how many Triple B things have we seen recently? What do you mean? Don't worry about it. Are you talking about Bumbag Bloke? Oh, yes. Fuck, that's a story for another time. (laughs) But anyway, John, fire up your browser. Go trademark that shit. This is red hot. It is. Uh, You know what? I should fire up my browser, but I'm too busy killing it talking about hockey. Would you like to know what the baseless bullshit banner of the week is? Oh, 
Canadian teams. Uh, Why is that, John? Oh, is it because they're all sucking? Well, based on current standings, we are heading for a playoff series that doesn't include a single Canadian team. Excellent. The Habs and the Nucks could potentially vie for a wild card slot, but their I efforts think the are shaky at it. best. What? I think the Nucks will make it. Will they? You know why? Why? Because I like the Nucks. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. I like them because they're non-threatening. I like them because nobody else does. I like them because they're an interesting team to watch. Kind of like the Leafs sometimes. I wish you guys could see what's going on in this room right now because I'm. Oh, Cam hates me. That's great. But I'm, sh- I'm sharpening knives. You are, but I. You know what? I I don't hate the Knucks. Everyone else does. I I don't, I'm not going to say I think they're wicked or they're going to go anywhere, but I think they're an interesting team to watch. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, aside from the fact that John's clearly... That's a little too strong, but you know... Aside from the fact that John's clearly drunk, <laughs> um, let's have a serious conversation about this. So what is it with the development of Canadian squads that is causing this kind of drop-off? Uh, why, oh, why are the US counterparts icing better teams? Is it the environment? Is it the water? Is it expectation? Actually, tell us because we don't know. Um, I feel like you've nailed it here with the media savagery. Like, oh, The Canadian bubble they follow is brutal. It. And fans treat it like a religion, and if they're not killing it, then which is fine. It's well, it's immediately fire the coach. This got like look at the the Maple Leafs. Um, fire the coach, shoot the goalie. Yeah, like the the Reimer Bernier media storm, which we've seen over the last few years. Literally, after every game, you have five to six to maybe even twenty different news. Like articles just bashing either goalie. Mm. This guy sucked, or this guy sucked, or he had a finally had a shutout. Two games later, fire him. Like it must be super hard for players to want to even play in that. Yeah. So I reckon a lot of players are going. You know what? I don't need the press. You know what? I can go and hang out in Nashville, where there's probably like what two publications who maybe will cover the game. You can go see the Dixie Chicks on a Tuesday. Well, yeah, those little white chicks. Well, yeah, I think you're spot on. Like, the Toronto market, like you said, is just savage. It's crushed a lot of players. Phil Kessel hated it there. He used to snap at the press all the time. Well, Um, you can understand. They have the biggest media huddles. Watch watch their after-the-game videos. It's really interesting to see the the after-the-game interviews in the locker room and stuff. They've got the biggest media huddles. They've got the the biggest press rooms as well. And honestly, I think the players just don't fucking like it. Well, there's a few other things, right? So get around this. You've got smaller markets like Edmonton, Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg, who they don't have teams in any of the other major North American well, sports. Well, they can't. So they can't sustain it. All people have is hockey, right? That's right. Then you've got Montreal. They're a proud, storied franchise. But that's the thing. That's It's it's history, right? They've stunk for most of my lifetime, which means old fans longing for a return to the glory days. Are so cut. aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is because no. they've never had one. Um, so, I mean, it's a bit upsetting, but at the same time, like, you can kind of see it. Like, I... Like, look at it this way. If you were, say, a second, third-year player and you got offers from three different teams and two of them were Canadian, the choice would be really fucking easy. Yeah. I, I pretty much would just want to play hockey in California. Well, yeah, everyone would. Like, as if you wouldn't want to go, bo- like, yachting in the afternoon and in the lovely sun and then all of a sudden just go yes. play a little bit of hockey. Sup, Doughboy. Hey, all um, right. But here's, well, here's another one, right? Is there a tinge of arrogance within the ranks of the Canadian team? Absolutely. Allow me to elaborate. So we've all seen those rogue message board warriors who talk about Canadian superiority today. That's right. Every news article Canadians now are better goes at hockey like, because it's in our blood. Go, oh Is my it god! Really? Americans are so crap and classless. You're like, dude, really? shut up. Um, are they of the belief that simply showing up and being Canadian is enough? Mm, well, maybe. Well, they have this weird assumption that because, well, quote unquote, they invented the game, quote unquote, 
it's in their blood, aka they're better at it, aka they've been playing it their whole lives. That's cool. Mm. I don't, I don't buy it, and I don't think everyone. I think everyone else is starting to see through it too, and they're just going. I think most people are thinking, well, it's kind of built on bullshit. Well, here's one, right? The recent Junior World Cup saw the Canadian squad get ousted far earlier That's than right. expected. The Finns ended up taking it all. That's What's right. being done in junior levels to improve, uh, perhaps there, or maybe, maybe there's actually not a problem at junior level. Nothing needs to be improved, but maybe these other countries have caught up and implemented their own innovative systems, and may, think, maybe the Canadians are falling behind. At I their think the Canadians level. have fallen significantly behind. So, whereas back in probably the seventies through the early nineties, the Canadian you know, junior and minor system was significantly better. Whereas now mm. you've got a much stronger collegiate system in America. You've got Euros. the Euros who are killing it. And you've got significantly um, more stacked inside America yeah. than, than the minor leagues. Like it's hard. Well, that's it's that's a really good point. I was going to say, we've talked about the rise of um, collegiate players in the leagues. There's more than ever. Um, players in the minors is huge now. Well, all, all the good college players are coming from American colleges right they put them into the miners first and so stew. yeah right. so i mean maybe things need to be addressed but i similarly i think there's another point which no one's touched on as well is the what what the market was doing is they were looking at canadian players first mm. so they were the original pool and people were looking at only canadian players and now we're looking outside the original i guess um, gene pool, gene pool. hockey players, mm. and now we're starting to see a much more um, deeper pool of players than we've ever had before, and it's exciting. You know what else, though, right? This could also just be a total coincidence, and this True. could be a load of shit. Hence, baseless bullshit banner. It could be completely false. Maybe we'll just play, maybe you know what? Maybe the Canadians are just slumping, and then in the next few years, that it's only going to be Canadian players, which we'll, is sick. We'll check Who this knows? out, right? Realistically. Um, but I'm not just talking about players. I'm talking about the clubs and the environment. So realistically, yeah. get around this. Toronto and Edmonton are both in the midst of very public rebuilds. So we, we probably shouldn't expect anything anyway. People seem to forget that Calgary were trying to rebuild and then they fluked getting into the playoffs this, last year. Yeah, so and everyone, everyone just assumed it was over. Now everyone's it's like, not. oh, okay, the rebuild's, the, the rebuild's done their matter. It's like, no, 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 no we're no, still, no. Re- we're still, still rebuilding. Um, Vancouver are trying to rebuild as well, but they're walking that weird line between tanking and still trying to make the playoffs. I don't get it. Yeah, well, um, they're in a division where they can do that. I think there's only three Canadian teams where fans have a right to be pissy, which is Montreal, Winnipeg, and Ottawa. Yeah, because, I'd be pissy if I was a, a Jets fan. Well, right they've all got the talent, right? And they've all got the support, but none of them can string together anything consistent. Yeah. Like, Winnipeg are an absolute dumpster fire. They nearly... They, they pushed the Ducks last year in the playoffs. Now the cellar now, dwellers... Mm. Um, you know, Sands Ottawa are kind of a, a fringe team in Montreal. They're very... Fringy like, now. They like could they be dropping out of the playoff race. Well, Montreal's start to the season was stellar. And then... Mm. You know what? I guess everyone has figured out how to play them. I guess. Maybe. I don't and know. Gary but Price is injured. He's, he's injured. That's right. It's so funny because, like, I've got Blake Wheeler in fantasy and he's killing it. And, you know, Andrew Ladd, he's also killing it. They've got a couple of key dudes over in Winnipeg. Big buff as well. And... I don't know. They just can't get the right pieces to work at the right times together. Mark Schaffel's going pretty quiet. Yeah. Perot's yeah. a bit quiet. Their goalies is, are just terrifyingly bad. Yeah. Like, you, you can't even look at them. In Ottawa, you've got Eric Carlson, and then that's it. Well, I don't know what to say to that. It's just not great. No. but I, mean, I feel I bad for right. Winnipeg. If you're... Yeah, you should because we, you know, we we love Big Buff and we we're huge Blake Wheeler fans. Obviously, I just like the Jets and I like the fact that their affiliate 
is the Manitoba Moose. We love the Manitoba Moose. Both got sick unis. Love the Moose. We love it. We love Moose and we love Moose Hunters. We love Moose Hunters, that's right. So, I mean, I think this is a good segment. I think we got a little deep there, but I think... um, Do you feel we've actually been quite serious this week? I feel like we've been way too serious and need way more swear words. That's why we're going to talk about the fantasy rap. (laughs) Because prior to that, we were talking about like good vibes and good news and injuries and equality and like Canadian developmental issues. Right, yeah, we need to get... We need to start making fun of some people. We need to make fun of a whole bunch of fantasy players who are horrible. Let's let's get the hot ones out of the way so we can start teasing some dudes. Oh, yes. Um, Top of the range, um, Vladislav Namistinkov. Oh, yes, from Tampa, who's killing it right now. Top line minutes, done wonders for this kid. Oh, yes, put him with Stammer and then what happens? Poof. Uh, there he is. Three goals, two assists, ten face-off wins a past fortnight. Not bad. Vlasic, our D-man from San Jose, has been killing Guess it. Guess what's sick about him? I traded him to Ham in one of our goalie trades, and then Ham dropped him, and I picked him up. Did you pick up? He's killing it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is I know mad. I picked him up this week, but I didn't. I was Get like, it. should I pick up a D-man or a center? Get around his last center. fortnight. Seven points, seven so it's on goals, sixteen blocks. Yeah. So and, and um, Thomas Hurdle's just shown up out of. <laughs> Do you know why he's shown up though? Because I asked Josh if he was locked in his oh, basement. And he said yes. And then he, and just he said yes. Him. He's released him back into the wild. Oh. And he's made him hitchhike all the way from, you know, Worcester, Massachusetts <laughs> to San Jose, yeah. California. And, that makes you know, sense. so little Tommy Hurdle's shown up in California. He's probably cold. They're like, oh, hey, man, where have you been? Just sitting here in me jocks in a blanket. It's like, oh, going, oh, I've, oh I've guys, been wrapped I've, in a blanket in some dude's house. Yeah, I've been in Josh's basement with his bike parts. But I'm here now and I'd like to play some hockey, please. And yeah. So he's done really well. So he's scoring. He's shooting the puck. He's winning face. Maybe, maybe he's in. You know who else is in? And you know I like this dude. I banged on him about him for the last couple yes. of years. Brock Nelson. Yes. In fact, a lot of dudes from the island is looking good at the moment. So Isles look good in general. Yes. Um, little Sam Bennett from uh, Calgary. Sorry. Ottawa. What? Uh, I think I, that's a typo. Do we write Ottawa? I yeah. Don't know. You Calgary. Know I'm check it out. I'm no, he's Calgary out. man. Um. Is this the start of something huge, though? Or is this a glitch in the Matrix? He scored four goals in one game a few days ago. Oh, no, I did see that. Yeah, he's a rookie, isn't he? He's still technically a rookie. Yeah. He's, it's like he's one of those weird ones where... Glitch in the Matrix or something new. Glitch in the Matrix or start of something new. I think it's one and then the other, for real. Either way, good on you. Yeah, good on him. I watched some footage of him really throwing his body around as well. He's not afraid to get dirty. I like that. I like dudes who want to get dirty who also can score. Uh-huh. Punch on a little bit. Garrett, my, we like a little bit of an all-round hockey player. My boy Spoons has stayed hot in David Krejci's absence. I have him in both of my leagues, and he's killing it. You know why I didn't? Why I released him though? Pretty rubbish in the face-off dot. Oh, I've got more than enough dudes to do that. Do you know I haven't lost face-offs in like ever because I've got Antoine Vermette, yeah, and, and um, Jordan Stahl. No, not Jordan Stahl. Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. Um, because you don't want Jordan Stahl. <laughs> God knows. Hey, Justin Williams, though. Ah, uh, yes. Seven points, man. including a Hattie in the yeah, past fortnight. Yeah, 25 shots on it. goal. Oh, yes. Juzzy. Oh, Can we call yes. him Juzzy? No. Juzzy Willie. Justin Williams. Oh, well, instead of Justin, what about Justice Williams? Ooh, that is something I can back. Oh, hey, seriously? Washington. Yeah. One man hype machine over here. Yeah, Give me we, a call. Should, we should listen to you. No, seriously, the Caps are killing it. So I hate that he's made it onto our list, but Andrew Shaw is playing really well at the moment. I've got him right. Get around Did this last. Did you pick up Shaw? Two goals, six assists, plus nine. Get around nine, that plus minus. 17 <laughs> shots on goal and 15 hits. You little bastard. Watch him teeter off into nothingness. Ride him for the next week or so and then drop his Oh, yeah, I'll be, he'll be but a distant memory. Pick up my man Burrow because he's killing it. Andre Borowski's had six assists in the last fortnight. Technically a rookie. What up? No one's talking about him because everyone what? on the Caps is doing so well that people yep. have just given up trying to critique it. They're like, oh, yep. they're all killing it. 
nah, he's going to be as good, probably as good, if not a little better than Kuznetsov is at the moment. Well, how's I've got Kuznetsov and Mojo? So I'm just yeah, Mojo's lighting it up. Yeah, like seriously, if, if you're if you don't have one of, um, probably anyone from the top two lines from the Caps and or Matt Niskanen or John Carlson once he comes off IR, you're blowing it. It's that mm. simple. Hey, um, watch out for potential heat-ups. I like that we've added this. I like this one. Carl Hagelin trade, I think you're correct. Yeah, I like think. not based on current performance, but no. maybe he'll get good in Pittsburgh. No, no. Because he was good with the rags. He was great. That's why he got his ass traded, because he was worth something. Yeah. Seth Jones, um, obviously the return piece in the Raijo trade. Yes, and, and he played very, very yeah. well today. So Increase in ice time and responsibility. Should be right. a very handy real-life and fantasy time, demon. So that's why he's scoring. Oh, on you, Seth. Mm-hmm. Last one, Yori Laterra, St. Louis Center. Is he finally in his stride? We've been asking this for so long. Such a talented dude who's been wasting away, you six, know, centering a second line and then not really scoring. Six points and 50 face-off wins in the last fortnight. Maybe he's finally popping off. Now we get to talk about people who are blowing it. Let's chicken some dudes. Brad Richards. I, I kind of feel bad about it because, A, his wife's Australian, so there's a connection and there. And he's a giant legend. And he's a giant legend, but Brad... Shown up, showed up in Detroit and blown it. No, did he show up in Detroit? Did he get off the bus? <laughs> Have you seen Brad Richards lately? Where are you, Brad? Are you in Josh's basement too? Hang on, Brad. Brad, are you? Hang on. Nope, not this bag. Well, <laughs> luckily, he's not in my junk room, but Jesus surely, he's, surely he's hiding out in someone's junk room. Done nothing somewhere. since arriving in my, this next one. Pains me, right? Oh, Mike, Mike Fisher, Fisher from Nashville, who I really like, still now, killing I, it in the faceoff. Dot. I feel like we we all had him last year. Barely registering on offense, and he's got a yeah. minus eleven. Yeah. A lot of dudes from Nashville have a lot of the the bad. Do not go near plus minus. Mr. I nearly picked up ribs this week, but Mr. Katie Underwood. I tell you what, I don't know what's going on over there. Katie it's, needs to write you a song and G you back up yeah, or something. something you are happened. blowing it. Yeah. And so the only dude on LA's squad that we're not high on is Tanner Pearson. Which is super weird, right? The Kings are absolutely flying. And but, you would expect dudes like Pearson are the reason they are. And he is cold as shit. Sure is. Now, I really like this one because I don't like Zach Bogosian. And I never have. And Do you know I actually he, quite like Zach Bogosian? I don't. And Until yesterday when he was like cheap-shotting yeah. um, Anthony DeClaire in that Yotes brawl. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. I've never liked him anyway. I've always thought he was a bit of a scrub. So Really? Yeah. Him, him having a really tough time is... Just, you know, pure music to my ears. Well, he was one of the prize pieces in the Evander Kane trade. He was. He's currently rocking a minus nine. He is. <sighs> His only Although, standout stats hits. It is. That's right. I, I did watch um, the... I'm not going to say all of the Caps um, Buffalo game, but I will say the majority of it. And one thing I will say, although we're talking about players who suck right now, Evander Kane looks fucking sick. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. He's just he looks sick. It's just one of those well, things. Well, it's because Buff's not throwing his tracksuit in the shower anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um the last one, one of my boys, unfortunately, Brent Connolly, left wing for the Bruins. He finally scored after a month. Guess what though? Empty netter. Yeah. Um, scrub it off. So Brett, that so means pure the, luck. the only time you've scored, right? Was when there wasn't a goalie. I could have scored the same shot. Like, I could have yeah. scored in the same shot. In fact, a six-year-old with enough wrist, you know, 
motion. Any kind of power could have scored on the same shot. Yeah, they could have. In fact, you could have sneezed it with enough power. He has to have naked photos of management's wives or something. What to remain on the squad? Because he's only been scratched twice, and he got bumped (laughs) to the top line the other day. No, no. You know what it is. You guys don't uh, trade bait. Well, trade bait. Well, they're trying to obviously get his minutes up, but I don't know if you guys are that stacked at left wing. Maybe that's what it is. No, we're pretty stacked, man. Don't you worry about me. I'm I feel great. like we're stacked at left wing now. This is really nice. It's really nice for the Caps to have a lot of dudes on the left wing. Let's have a little fantasy preach, and I'd like you to take this one, please. Uh, why do I have to talk about rubbish teams that have got hot players? Because uh, it's going to pain you to do it. Yeah, that's true. All right, so I'll we've start. been no, we've been riding this for a long time. Pick up that red hot player off a shit team. Yeah. And we talk about it every week, and we're like, you need to do it. Yeah. But now we're thinking, do you need to? Well, what we're noticing, right, that's a really good philosophy for the first three to four months of the season. But then what happens is the, steam, is the, the rest of the team either starts to pick up or the team goes south. Yeah, once the team's actually heading towards playoff contention, everyone's pulling in the right direction, mm-hmm. and you start to get your production out of and it starts players on the good teams, and it equalizes. Whereas now, if you're grabbing like random dudes from the Oilers and the Maple Leafs, guess what? You're you going to get fucked up because yeah. their plus minus is going to kill you. Absolutely. Look at Kadri. Ooh. Yeah, I had um, I had oh, Kadri and Pollock, and they dropped my plus minus by seven in one hit. Yeah, yeah, they get scored on all the time because wow. they suck. But if you Ooh, got, quick side note too, the Nuge is out for an extended period of time, broken hand. It is, and they've been trying to shop him for months. Apparently, they offered him for Seth Jones. Yeah, they did, and he, I'm so. You know what? I'm actually upset that he didn't trade him, and then he immediately got injured because mm, that, that would have been hilarious. funny. But you know, what do you do? But I mean, you've got to look for the the top tier teams now because it's all about. I think it's it's all about goal differential. So, like, Washington's got a plus 53 goal differential at the end of today's game. Well, like you said, look at the top-tier teams, right? Washington, Chicago, Chicago LA, LA, Dallas, St. Louis. Yep. You could pick a player, like, any of the top nine forwards, and you you're going to get good fantasy production. You have to production. pick the top. I think it's, it's... Honestly, I think it's probably not as high as that. I think it's probably the top six with the like and then you probably take your pick of the the best player from the third probably the center so you get some face off wins yeah. but in the end you've got to be taking the top tier 10 teams because their goal differential will impact your plus minus we'll get around the kings right they're getting great production from like aside from Kopitar and Luch and Quick you grab Toffoli Martinez Carter dude um, you can grab but nab dude Luke yeah. Shen's been good for yeah. the dude Vinila Cavier since he's on a trader is killing he's it. He's killing it. He's centering the second line now for yeah. the Kings. He couldn't get a game in Philly. And now he's centering the fucking LA second he's line. He's been bought out twice. <laughs> now. Oh my god. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, it makes perfect sense. You put a dickhead in California and he thrives. You know what? Someone thrives. someone in LA go pick up Vinny for the lols. I'm yeah. not I'm not doing it. Yeah. But someone should. No, but it's you know what? I've been riding Jake Muzzin all year, and he's been my do I drop him guy for a really long time. And you know what? I'm keeping him because his plus minus and his blocks and hits mm. are just keeping me alive. Like I beat you last week off the back of him. You did, yeah. Yeah, I, he close. was my only dude that played on that last day. Yeah, very he, close. He pulled up three of my stats to take you over um, seven two late win. So get around you didn't me. Win seven two. It was four six. You muppet. Was it? Yeah. Maybe when I checked it, it was seven two. Yeah, it was. Maybe you, maybe you got some some stats. I only stats. lost on goalie stats. Like if if my if Tukarask hadn't had a bad week, I would have flogged you. <laughs> yeah, but that's tough. Um. Tukaras anyway, not having a bad week's gonna. So fuck the bottom of the barrel teams now. Look to the top yeah, of the table, kids. Look at the top. Yeah. So it is tough. Like you don't want to pick those those bottom. 
bottom teams and then pick up their superstar because the plus minus, like Sean Monaghan again, still killing it, but his plus minus is still an issue. I dropped Monzi again. Yeah, he's he's still available on so, so many. He's only owned in like forty percent of leagues, and that's because of that plus minus. Everything else is sick, but and well, I mean, for a forward, he's got extremely low blocks and hits as well. But he's still very young. Guess what we're about to move on to? The Weekly Waffle. Another freshly titled segment, The Weekly Waffle. Like alliteration here. We do. We love alliteration. See that basic bullshit banter. There it is. Alliteration in your face. Yeah. So... This is what I was saying at the start of the show. We're going to talk about the John Scott fiasco. Finally, I've been itching to talk about this shit. Uh, you know what? I've been itching to talk about this with someone who gives a fuck about hockey. Do you know what we should do? We should say Big John Scott in the same way that Jack Edwards says Brave Steve Ott. Oh. There he is. Big John yes. Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Big Brave Steve Ott. Would you like to take it from the top, John? I would love to. Fire away. So, let me start off with who I believe is at here. Everyone. Kick it off with. No, you know what? I blame the league more than anyone. They they started with a fan vote and they said, we'll let you vote in anyone you want. Yeah. Which prompted everyone to vote in every single fucking shit player that they could think of. And some dickhead on Reddit decided, let's vote in John Scott, which is kind of heartless because they're trying to say, well, he's a piece of shit player and no one cares about him, which is wrong because he's an absolute legend. Yeah. They stopped. They didn't start start to think about, well, maybe this is an actual person with a real life and a family. Feelings. And feelings. And then he makes it. And then there's some very clear and obvious collusion. All right. So, so first issue is it's the league's fault for making fan voting anyone, whereas potentially they should provide a a, a pool of players maybe. That you or can they vote could for. they could provide a pool. Or what's I've seen some suggestions on Reddit lately of um, you can vote. There can be a, a fan vote from like a single player from East and West, which is you you get to vote for the player. Right? Yeah, okay. As opposed to making them the captain or whatever, you so there's a fan vote east and a fan vote west, so you have two players on the on each team, which is a fan vote team uh, mm. person, which is sick. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's cool. Um, there's been a bunch of different suggestions on Reddit lately as well, but I think the fact that they've opened it up for every single player, yeah, is um, probably a little. In hindsight, it's probably a little. Yeah, but you want to hear something though? NBA voting, you can vote for any player, and this doesn't happen in the NBA. Yeah, be- yeah, I. What, so what does that say about the fan bases? It says that the fans don't give a fuck about the All-Star Weekend. And you know what? We don't care about the All-Star Weekend because the game sucks. No one wants to play it. It's, it's, it's similar with um, so NBA. So I'm going to cut you off there, though, right? So that means we've moved on to the second stage of blame. So the first tier blame is the league. Is the second tier blame the players themselves are treating the game like a joke? Yes. Because if the players treat it like a joke, why should we treat why it? Should we? Why should we? I just saw that John's phone screensaver is Ovi instead of his wife. Yeah. Wow. This is the only year that we're going to be good. Let me let me have this, you motherfucker. So blame one, the league. Blame, blame two, two, the, the fans players. themselves. Sorry, the, the players themselves. Yes. For treating the game like a joke, thus making it okay for fans to treat it like a joke. Exactly. Okay. And then we've got... Tier some- three blame. Tier 3 blame, which is the league again, but now we can actually pinpoint some actual teams. Looking at you, Montreal, Nashville, and Arizona, you fucking assholes. Let me sum it up. Collusion! It is obvious collusion. Obvious collusion. See, we've always hated on the Habs, 
But now we've got a dead set reason for pulling out a man, John Scott. This is throwing a, him into the minus forever. This Fuck is a, yeah. this is a new low even for them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. You know what? I'm really pissed. And I think it's the main. This it's the story. It's the human factor which everyone's ignored. John Scott's got a like he's got a, a set of twins on the way, and they've moved him thousands of miles away from his wife, who in cannot the minus, travel, who can't travel because she's that delayed in That's her pregnancy, right. and he may not make it home in time. That's true. And they've said unequivocally he is never going to play for the Canadians. He's staying in the minors indefinitely. Fuck them. So the poor bloke's at the tail end of his career. He yes. earns just under six hundred thousand dollars a year, which is obviously still heaps of money. But and, but we're not here to debate that. But by striking him from the All Star game, you tried to deny him the chance to earn another ninety k if he was on the winning team. Yes, which you know what I I, I don't necessarily care about the money thing, but what I, I do, care a little bit. You know, I what I more care about is the fact that John Scott has struggled for a contract the entire time. Do you know played. in his in his entire career, he's, he's, had, he's only ever had one contract that wasn't one year? That's right. And I was about to say that. And I, I feel really, I feel bad for him because so many people out there are contract workers and you know, yourself, you used to be a contract worker. I was a contract worker for nine years. It's a stressful way to live. It's tough. And so... In any industry, by the way. Doesn't matter if you're that a doesn't matter, doesn't matter what you're earning or what your job any, is. You could work at a fucking, you know, a Wendy's. Knowing you could get the tap and... See you later. There is, it is. Is a hard way to live. Absolutely. Um, and so, you, yeah. That's that's another thing is they their employee relations have been skewed here. Horrible. They don't. They the NHL and I think more importantly Montreal, Nashville, and Arizona have not really thought about the deeper repercussions of what they have done with this deal. As they've actually they've set a stupid fucking precedent to protect an all star game that no one gives a fuck. Do you about. know what they've done? They've set a ridiculous precedent precedent and they've sent a terrible message in regards to their workplace culture. This is what we care. Break this it is, down break it down like that though. Workplace like, culture, right? Well they said this is what we care about. We care about protecting the sanctity of the game that no player gives a shit about. Alright, let's say you're a free agent next year and the Yotes send you an offer. You're like, well, well are they gonna just boot me for no decent reason? Not Probably. even that. How well do you treat your players? Well not maybe, great. maybe they have a phone call with Shane Doan and Shane goes, You know what? That was pretty shit. I don't like that. Yeah. And well he had Shane Doan's a pretty stand-up dude, and you know what? I reckon he would actually say, oh, I think it was shit. Well, you know what, as well? When John Scott started getting votes, he was like, look, this is funny. I appreciate it. Vote but for stop. Shane. Vote but for, for Domi. Shane, yeah. Vote for Oliver. That's right. He said, right? vote for anyone but vote me. Vote for all my mates by me. And then when it didn't stop, he goes, I can't stop you. Just I'm going to run with it. I'm going to have yeah. fun. But and just know that my boys deserve the spot. That's right. And the thing that I think... Um, that the league really didn't take into account, which upset me more than anything, is... That they publicly publicly humiliated a human being? No, they publicly humiliated a, a human being and his family because the only reason he took the... He said, for his I'm, wife. No, he, he's right. He said, no, he sat down with his family and he said, Real, look, realistically, this is the only time I'm ever going to be in it. I'm happy to say no if you want me to. I don't really care either way. And they said, no, you need to do it. Yeah, you His whole family it. said to him, yeah. you need to do this. And... The, the league took it away from him. Now they've given it back, obviously, which I think is kind of just beside the point. Yeah, well, time. we were going to wrap up with that, that today they announced that so, they're going to let him play yeah, and captain but, the Pacific Div team. But, I mean, that's the league's essentially buckled under the weight of public pressure. And we, well, we figure this is too important to bump this from the show. We're going to talk about it. Absolutely. And you know what? They've they've buckled under the pressure of the internet. And you know what? I kind of... You know what? Fuck them, man. Like, seriously, the league's... People power works, so how good's that? No, I like it, and I really like the fact that the internet's gone. You know what? Fuck you, man. We voted for him. Put him in. Deal with it. 
and every article that I've read lately and every comment on those giant, oh, too bad he doesn't deserve it articles have been met with hundreds, if not thousands of comments saying you're a fuckwit, which is great because the internet and the, the fan base of the hockey, the hockey massive out there, if you will, have been really good about the whole thing. And we've decided to not take the NHL shit and we're not decided not to take Batman shit anymore because, you know, he fucking doles it out like anyone's business. Yeah, fuck you, Adolf Bet- Batman. Shit. Hey, um, get around this too. I was going to introduce this point as well. This is a game that's always celebrated the blue collar enforcer dude, right? Like mm-hmm. back in the day, kids could name three players, the goalie, the all-star scorer, and, and your goon. tough guy, right? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty incredible. It we've, is. We've turned them into cult heroes and the game has encouraged us and the league has encouraged us to celebrate these cult heroes. Now they're going to reject the very notion that we have embraced these dudes. So this isn't just a slap in the face for John Scott, right? It's a slap in the face to all fans. This is a, I was going to say, this is a diss to like Sean Thornton, Ryan Reeves, Cody McLeod, like yeah. current enforcers who put their bodies on the line. Every week. Every fucking day yeah. for their teammates. And the one time they're getting their little moment in the sun, dudes are like, nah. No. Well, that's an interesting point. I read this really good comment um, by some unknown dude and it got no likes and I think it should have got more um, on Facey. I was reading an article and I've been actually... I've been skimming the articles and reading mm-hmm. the comments lately. And there's this one guy who said, actually, he deserves to be there because he is the best of the goons. So the All-Star game is for the best of each individual position and each individual team and player. So, for instance, Ovi's the best scorer. You know, um, Nicholas Baxter's the best passer, etc. Therefore, please. Blah. Yeah. But the please. point is... But the point is... It's supposed to be the best of everyone. He said he deserves to be there because he's the best of the goons out there. So he represents a very, um, I guess, you know, marginal portion of the game. Still, but still, a portion. still a portion of the game. Therefore, he's the best of it. Therefore, he deserves a seat at the table. And you know what? Well, I imagine if they person. pulled this shit back in the day when you still had like Donald Bashir and Georges LaRocque still around. Like, would fans not would be livid. People would be losing their minds. It's still, that simple. Anyway, it's done. The NHL's made themselves look like a bag of dickheads. The Yotes, the Habs, and the Preds have made themselves look quite unsavory in the process. Yeah. They, they will All never... For, none of those franchises are ever going to have my support again. That's right. Um, I'm going to say it again. All for a game that no one really cares about in the yep. end. It's super silly. And something like... Here's the bottom line, right? They've ruled that John Scott can play. The damage is done. Fans are off it. We're off it. The organization look like scumbags. Fans, uh, Fan voting will be shut down next year, obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, and you've made the dude feel like shit. It's fantastic that he gets to play, and I'm sure all the other dudes there are going to get him involved and make him feel great. Um, apparently, he's actually got a booming slap shot on him, so he'll probably do the skills comp and have a good time. I reckon he. You know, I I'm, would. I would love to see like Shea Weber let him win the fucking slap shot comp. Yeah, or something. you know what? I and want I, all the. I want Ovi to do the. I want to win the car thing. Yeah, and just go. You know what? John Scott's a legend. Boy. Let's just let it. Let, and, let his team win. And not to be too cheesy, at the end of the day, he's a dude, and they fucked with his feelings in public. That's shit. Yeah, um, and that's not like what they're. I I think you you hit the nail on the head. This is this is classic big corporation telling the little guy, "Fuck you, we can do what we want." Yeah, and you and know what? They can't. They, they can't. Done. And I, I really respect that. So I think imagine if in the a, skills comp he got to hit like fire slappers at Batman's stupid face. That would be sick. You, little, I, you know what? I think this is a this is a big win for um. For, for all people. hockey fans, yeah, and yeah, that's cool. And I, I think we've had a, a quite a mushy episode. And you know what? Who gives a shit? But I, th- I think this is cool. Yeah, I'm into it. But you know Good what? Chance. This segues really well into our "Where Would They Be" segment. I-
I love this. It, I'm going to let you roll this because you obviously spent heaps of time on this. And five lulled, minutes because I was that lulled. pissed off. It was just word vomit. Seriously, you must have lolled so hard after you wrote this because it's, it's good pretty though, right? fucking good. All right, Donald Batman. Where would you be? You know where you would be? You would be a weasel. Yes, he would. He even looks like a weasel. You wouldn't be a famous weasel from a children's book. You'd just be a regular weasel sitting in a zoo in some shitty city just being all weaselly because you're a little weaselly little fuck. So he'd be in some piece of shit yeah. little like clearly outside zoo that you get D market he'd be D-market. like he'd be in like the Warnable petting zoo mm, I was thinking somewhere like Grand Rapids for yeah. instance so for North Americans who wouldn't get the Warnable reference it'd be like a meth town he'd be in like a meth town <laughs> petting zoo <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'd be like in the petting zoo attached to the circus oh you know who else we got we got Mark Bergvin from the Habs oh yeah. hands up if you're surprised that the Habs were involved in this absolutely no, no one, one. That's what why we because they're pieces of walking garbage so here's one for you Adam was on a good thing in the Garden of Eden until that treacherous snake came along and blew his gig. With that shit-eating smile and used car salesman desperately retrying to hold on to his youth haircut, we can't think of a better fit for the snake than GM Bergevin. You are a fucking bum, Mark. You are a bum. Don Maloney, the Yotes GM. You see a recurring theme here? Yep. If you were involved in the John Scott fiasco, we're giving you shit. And you're a piece of shit and you therefore deserve it. Mr. Maloney, you've got the same kind of smug face that we've seen a thousand times on the man in charge of a Star Destroyer in the Star Wars series. You know, the one, that petulant little rat that grins from ear to ear when he thinks the chips are falling his way. And then... But ultimately, (laughs) you get the life choked out of you by an oversized Sith Lord called Darth Vader. Well... Darth was tall, loved to choke out, and so's John Scott, so I hope he gets his mitts on you and fucks you up, Maloney. Yeah. You and your Star Destroyer, you can both fuck off. Yeah, I love it. He actually does look like that dude, hey. Yeah. Like, the guy who can't do his job for, um... Then name the system, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Last one, David I... Poyle. You sound like an ass Poyle, but anyway, shame on you, David, you mook. Yes. You're the longest active GM in the league, and you've allowed yourself to be roped into this debacle. Shame, shame, shame. Absolutely. Why am I Absolutely. saying shame? Because this is a shameful action, meaning you would be a Lannister. He would be. You would be jailed, you would be beaten, and you'd be walked naked through the streets while the general public screams, Shame! <laughs> you too, you are a fucking bum, David. Yeah. You know what? I really feel like the last two dudes on this list don't really deserve it, but you know what? They signed up for it. Fuck it. Have at it. Exactly. They signed up for it. They said, you know what? I want to be, I want to be involved in this bullshit. I want to you know, get myself a little bit of unnecessary press i want to you know involve myself in this bullshit trade like obviously Batman just rang around and asked hey who's got a player that like oh you've got oh let's just yeah oh tenorti yeah Yeah, everyone's chasing him in the moment that makes sense yeah Yeah. so you know what nashville i hope you don't make the playoffs actually you know what i take the back i hope you make the playoffs and get swept in the first round yeah arizona i hope ekman larson and domi both don't re-sign and they fucking leave you. Yeah. And Montreal... And then leave anyway. You don't even want to know what I hope happens to you, Montreal. You let's, don't even want to know about it. <laughs> let's move on to the weekly awards. So let's do the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week award. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Easy. This is such an easy one. The dude who started the change to yeah. who I posted in our league's forum this week and everyone went, fucking too right. Fucking right, man. <laughs> everyone went, fucking right. So, <laughs> yep. whoever, whoever made the petition to keep John Stott in the All-Star game, you're our Jumbo Legend of the Week. Yeah, why? Are. Because we goddamn said so. That's why. All right. So the bone crunch of the week. 
Well, Alexi Emelin, who I really don't like, by the way. Who's a giant flog. This hit was red hot. Because it left Paul Stancy without equipment, sitting on the <laughs> oh sitting on God. the ice going, what just happened? You just got run over by a truck, son! It was an absolute throwback, <laughs> like, booming hit. Like, it, you know, as a clean, fair hit, he absolutely destroyed him. Well played. Seriously, though, Paul St- um, Stancy, you are a seasoned vet in this league now. Look up! Oh, my God. Head on a swivel, son. <laughs> you laid the fuck out. Uh, lastly, our Steve Odd Dog Act of the Week. The Steve Odd Dog Act of the Week. Now, this is actual This is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the Dog Act of the Week. You fuck. The Steve Odd Dog Act of the Week. Ah, uh, Bobby Farnham from the Devils. Man, all right. So, he dropped this two-handed hit on Blues defenseman Dimitri Jaskin. Right? Like, he didn't have the puck. He was... Farnham was upset that he got smashed into the boards. So he just went and smashed, so the, nearest and smashed the nearest dude, right? And that's what happened, though. You see this You see yeah. this stream of consciousness. Oh, I just got hit. Uh, hit that guy. You. So the hit sparked a brawl, and somehow Farnham kind of got yeah. pulled into like a little rock and pulled away. He didn't look like he was fighting too hard to get out of that. No, he, because he, it meant you know what? he just got rid into the ice, and then the other there. dude just sat on him. And then that's and that, there was a ref in between them almost immediately. But then what happened, John? That meant Jordan Tutu had to answer to Blues hard man Ryan Reeves. And he got laid the fuck out. Now, don't be wrong. Tutu wasn't exactly an unwilling combatant. He'd been jawing at Reeves all, all of them night, been, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched this game. Yeah. yeah. But this was a David and Goliath fight, and David got his fucking bell rung. <laughs> yeah, he got like, his head beat in. Reeves is an absolute beast. He's probably my favorite fighter in the league at the moment. Yeah. And next he, to John Scott, obviously. Yeah. And he crumpled the usually reliable <laughs> yeah, Tutu. Tutu, yeah. So Who's poor, been in a few fights lately. Yeah. But also so, can't find the bench. No. So poor form from Farnham for his scumbag hit, which started it all. And I feel bad because I got Tutu pulverized. Like, he got punched through the helmet on that first punch. Yeah. And I think it, like, ruined think, his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, He wouldn't be feeling that for it. Like, seriously, I'm not, I'm surprised he doesn't have a concussion from that. I'm surprised he's alive. Yeah. He got murdered. He, he, um, it so, was such a one-sided fight. It was like, brutal. Even Devils fans are tired of Farnham at the moment. They're saying, pull your head in, kid. And look, yeah, everyone, even the two dudes in our league are like, yeah, seriously, yeah. that was fucking bullshit. So Reeves' beatdown was so brutal, he could actually get a second nom for the Bone Crusher of the Week. Yeah. If well, you haven't watched it, hockeyfights.com. Hit it up. Hit it up. It's really good. So I like that. The double nod to, to Ryan Reeves. Good on you, man. I love Reevesy. Yeah, we all do. Um, that's, that's it. There you have it, listeners. Another huge week in the world of hockey where you're Oracle for all things fantasy. And if we're not, fuck you. Yeah. Listen um, to us. We know everything. We're all about that good news. And quite frankly, we've enjoyed ranting about collusion and the back office shenanigans. Right. But if you still think that John Scott's a bum, we have no time for you. Yeah. It's, it's not even about John Scott. This is about the system. This is about the greater hockey massive. This is about all of us together as one. You know what this, this is about the league trying to circumvent democracy. That's right. And we... They are freedom haters. We want our freedom back. Yeah. They've given it they've given <laughs> us a slice today. And you know what? It feels pretty good. This is America. We speak American. We do. Look, so check us out on the gram, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> they've all got the at Holy Puck podcast handle. And, Everything uh, does now. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank oh. you for listening. Yeah. Episode eight. Yeah. We're out. Peace.